Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello gorgeous and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. I hope today you are having an incredible day as am I because I woke up and the sun was shining through my window and this might not sound extraordinary if you're anywhere else in the world except Australia and New Zealand because we are in winter right now while everyone else is living it up in summer. Um, But anyway I woke up today, sun was shining through the window and instead of going to the gym today I decided to go for a walk, so I walked to the park, I sat there and I journaled for a bit, I drank my energy drink, I saw these really cute fluffy dogs, and the ducks did this really weird thing where they were running on water and everyone else looked as surprised as I was, because I didn't know that ducks could do that. Anyway, today... I am really, really excited to be bringing one of my mentors on the show. I worked with Ruby last year for six months and I just love the way that Ruby approaches both life and business and I know that you are absolutely going to love the vibes in this episode as well. So if you have not yet met Ruby online, Ruby Lee is a seven-figure intuitive business coach who guides soul-led entrepreneurs to grow and earn authentically in their coaching practice online. So three years ago Ruby left her corporate job as a tech startup recruiter and today she leads a freedom-based lifestyle traveling through Australia with her young family in tow and just to say Ruby's currently up living the dream in Queensland where the sun always shines there's beautiful beaches and you know Melbourne will always have my heart but um, as soon as it's possible to go and visit Queensland there are some border issues in Australia at the moment but as soon as it's possible to visit Queensland your girl is getting on the first plane out of here um so yeah today I'm going to be bringing Ruby on the show we're going to be talking about the energetics in business how to really make aligned decisions we're talking about losing our crystal virginity it's a really really fun episode and I just know that you're going to love Ruby's vibes as much as I do But before we get into today's episode all about the energetics of business, I have an exciting announcement. And I think last week on the podcast, I was like, this is your last chance to join the Vibes Method Retreat. And at the time, at the time that was true. However, due to the fifth lockdown in Melbourne, what that meant is that I spent the past couple of weeks just inside and I knew that I needed some extra time before the retreat just to enjoy living again because once I'm in retreat mode, that's it, I'm in retreat mode, I am basically not leaving the house, I'm solely dedicated to the souls who are in the retreat, I'm showing up live on Zoom every day for an hour, I am doing one-on-one coaching sessions with people during the retreat week, I am helping people with workbooks, I am commenting on homework threads, like I am fully immersed in that experience and I didn't just want to go from spending two weeks in the house to spending another one week in the house. I knew I needed some time in between to, you know, actually go out and live life. So the retreat is now going to be starting on the 15th of August, which means you have an additional um, two weeks to join, essentially. So good news for you. 
And if you have not yet heard me talking about the retreat, the Vibes Method retreat is a seven day immersive experience with me where we're going really deep into my five step method for aligned manifestation. And the purpose of the retreat is really to help you gain that sense of clarity, confidence around the life you want to manifest so that you can stop settling and ultimately live your extraordinary life. And as I said before, you know, we have the one on one sessions, we have the Zoom calls, we have the incredible Facebook community and all the way up until the retreat. There are bonus live trainings in the Facebook community as well. So when I say that this is a fully immersive experience, I mean that because there are so many different elements to it because my aim is for you to walk away from this retreat with such a deep sense of clarity, not only in the process of manifestation, but belief in yourself that you have the power to make that life you've been dreaming of, not just a dream, but your reality. Because it really is one thing to say that this is the life I want to have or to gain clarity on something, but it's another to actually live it and I want you to get to the position of actually living it and not from a place of oh my god I can't believe this has happened but yeah I expect this to happen I have this expectation for my life to be incredible so of course my external reality matches my internal reality and that's just some of the shifts that I've had personally over the past couple of years as well is really having this expectation for my life to be amazing and of course I'm so grateful and just humbled by the life that I'm living now but also at the same time I expect my life to be amazing. I have this expectation for myself that I definitely did not always have. So if this sounds like something that you want to join and if you want to be ending the year with just that ultimate sense of joy and expectation for your extraordinary life, definitely make sure to check out the show notes um, or just head to afiasalta.com forward slash retreat. And one last thing before we get into today's episode is that I want to give a shout out to one of my podcast listeners, Coral Hooch, who donated a virtual matcha to the podcast. And I am just Every single one of you, the support that I get from every single one of you, whether it is a listen, whether it is a message on Instagram to say how the podcast has affected you or uh, whether it's a review, uh, whether it's a virtual match that you've donated, I appreciate it all. And it's so nice to be able to put a face to the people who are listening to the podcast, you know, I know that you're out there, but actually hearing from you, it just makes my day. So if you have been gaining value from the podcast, please make sure to either leave a review or reach out via DM on Instagram because I reply to every single person. I read every single review and it just means so, so much and it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast as well. So that is all the housekeeping things out of the way. Let's get into this incredible juicy chat with Ruby Lee. So thank you for joining us today, Ruby. For anyone who doesn't know you yet, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Hi, Effia. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to be here with all of you today. So I guess my official title is online business coach, and I'm also an intuitive. I do love working with healers and teachers and mystics and those of you that really operate in the realm of spirituality in business. I myself really love this practice of combining both really gorgeous platforms and bringing that into the world. And yeah, I help people really create this passion, monetize it out there, find their voice, speak their truth and be completely unapologetic about that. I've been in business now for three years full time 
And um, just some other random fun facts about me. I am actually a digital nomad. So it hasn't been until pretty much a few weeks ago that we decided to settle down in Queensland, Australia, just because of COVID at the moment. But prior to that, we were traveling the world with, with the business. I have two kids in tow with us and um, also run the business with my husband, who's also my business partner. So a couple of fun facts in there about what I do and, and how we do it as well. And I would love for you to share a bit more with the listeners about you know, your journey before going full-time in your business and what that looked like and the kind of work you were doing before as well. Oh, yes. So before coming into the business I have now, I was in corporate actually. So I did a couple of years in accounting. That's actually what I went to university for. I studied accounting and finance, got myself into some fancy jobs in accounting and worked my way all the way up the corporate ladder and found myself eventually in recruitment. I worked in recruitment for the last 10 years, specifically working within the tech startup and ventures-based business space in Melbourne. And I loved it. You know, I was surrounded by a lot of tech entrepreneurs, a lot of VC funding and this world of creating something out of an idea and bringing that to life in the form of apps and in the form of um, tech solutions and whatnot. So that was my, my life before starting what I did. But somewhere in between the corporate work and starting my business, I had this five years of stepping in and out of side hustling. And maybe some of you listening in are in the same space where I thought maybe I could make something of my side income and my passion and my idea. And then I would get a promotion and talk myself out of the idea and the cycle would start again. So I did this for five years, Effia, until I literally got kicked in the butt by the universe around if you're not going to do this now, if you're not going to say yes, if you're not going to come into full agreement with the sole contract that we signed, there's going to be a whole lot of things that start to feel and fall out of alignment. And I tell you what, that has been such a journey ever since. I think a lot of people can definitely relate to your story and, you know, making that shift from the corporate world to the work that you do, well, the work that you did, and then even an evolution recently, the past year of going like fully into spirituality as a, you know, way of building your business. How were those transitions? And did you ever have any fears around, oh my goodness, what people are going to think? I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I got to like come out the spiritual closet. Did you ever have those feelings? Oh, yes. So many doubts and actually there were so many um, like almost markers along the way that was prompting me to dive into the world of spirituality. I've always been a very spiritual girl, but I think just with society and norms and the way that you're told to do business and live your life, the, I guess the time in which I was really discovering that it lent more towards spirituality has to be in one box and business has to be in another. And if you try and meld the two, the only way you can do this is if you are a healer and you run a spiritually based business. If you're a, a business coach, an accountant, someone in recruitment, HR, that, that has no place with what you're doing. And I had to find my expanders. I had to find people who were already doing a form of this or creating a new reality for themselves. And also 
come to the, the point in my timeline anyway and in my crossroads where I had to take the bold step and actually take the action and put it out there to the world and do the things like even changing your Instagram title or saying out loud, this is what I now do. This is who I desire to now serve. This is who I choose to be. And then from that place, a lot of the support starts to flow through. And if it's in alignment, all the doors start to fly open. Sorry, I think something like maybe your microphone is like bumping against your top. I'm not sure. Oh, or maybe, maybe it's, oh, it's the earrings. It's the earrings. Yeah, is it my is. earrings? Okay. Yeah, okay, that's cool. happened to me as well. I'm like, what is that? I'm oh like, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm fine. so sorry. Okay. That should be a little better. I'll just okay. like rock the one earring. <laughs> Um, something that I think is really interesting you said, and I know you talk about this a lot in your work as well, is finding those expanders. For anyone who's not familiar with the term, can you tell us more about what that means and how someone could go about finding their own expanders? Oh, yes. Okay. So I first heard about this term through the work I was doing with 2B Magnetic. Lacey Phillips runs an amazing membership about uh, the science behind manifestation. So some of you might, might know her. And one of the main things I took from my time with her was this idea of expanders. And it's the way that I interpret it is we're all given a group of people who at any one point in time are there to support you in your life and your life journey. And sometimes this is reflected in seasons in friendships or certain family members that you lean to more than others during a certain part of your journey. And there was a point in my life and in, I guess, just a pause moment where I looked around and realized that a lot of the people surrounding me, the, the people that I spoke to day to day, even text messaged and whatnot, weren't quite in the space that I was desiring to go to. And this could have been something as simple as wanting to start a business and to travel the world and to get married and have kids and still travel the world. Instead, a lot of the people that were in my circle were very much, no, you've got to work for the man and, and, and have a paycheck and have stability and buy the house and retire at 75 or whatever it is now. And I thought, no, there has to be others that shows you another way. And this is when I started to go searching for them in the form of Instagram pages that inspired me, going to networking events when we could more actively, uh, also listening to influencers and podcasts and eventually joining masterminds and people that I could almost have this relatability with at a different kind of level. So if you're looking around in your inner circle at the moment, those that you speak to daily and you feel a level of, not to, not to say they're not great friends, but more so a missing kind of inspiration and connection, then it's likely time for you to go looking and finding ways to expand out your network and having people in your inner circle that stretches you, that helps you grow and think about life in a slightly different way. I think you made a really important point there that, you know, the people in your inner circle isn't just people who you are going to see in the day to day, but also people on online spaces or, you know, people that you might read their books or listen to their podcasts that expanders can be all different types of people. So if you are looking around and you're like, shit, none of the five people in my circle are like expanding me. You don't have to be, you know, out in the streets searching for people who are exactly like the people you want to become. You can use the online space and leverage that to help you get to where you want to go. 
Definitely. And, you know, I, I love that you work with your husband and I kind of feel like that he might also be an expander for you in the sense that you work for your business together. How is that working together? What's that dynamic like? And, you know, has he always been spiritual as well? Is that something that you kind of ventured into together? Yes. Oh gosh. Our dynamic is so beautiful. Every time we've gone to see a psychic, which we do um, at least like once every two years or so, they will always say that we are the perfect match in every way, in love, in business, in parenting. And it's very, very rare for um, for them to say that, you know, we've, we've found each other in this world in this way. And I'm very blessed and super grateful for that. But he actually introduced me to spirituality. And if his name's Michael, so if anyone's ever met Mike, it's almost jaw-dropping, a bit of a surprise because he does come across as the very corporate type. And when you meet him, you just kind of think, oh, yeah, you know, he loves sports, typical bloke, all of that. And yet he was the one who said, you should go and see my psychic. There's definitely something there, um, another sort of energy that's available for you to tap into. And he was the one who really opened me up to this whole world of, you know, leaning into universal energetics and, and being in this space. So the both of us really understand energy very well and how that works. And in, in the whole time we've been in business together, we know that we know this almost through an unspoken cadence where there'll be days where I'm super intense and building out the business and working really, really hard and other days where he just wants to veg out. And he knows that if that's the energy he's giving off, he has to be in another room. Otherwise mm. it kind of, you know, pulls me into a place where like, oh, I want to veg out also <laughs> and vice versa. And other days when we're really in it together and we're building out a sales page, we're pulling an offer together, we're creating a, an awesome launch plan and whatnot. We will be sitting next to each other and pairing and we could be in a cafe in Istanbul or just at home and he's upstairs and I'm downstairs, but it's just a really, really gorgeous dynamic. And, and this obviously then feeds into how we parent. So I actually have a stepson through Mike's first marriage and he's 13. And then we have a son together who's five. So there's a whole kind of blended family dynamic there that we also really support each other in, as well as building the business, as well as having our own roles in the household. So it's, um, it really is just, it's, it's never a boring day. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I think in uh, maybe your most recent podcast episode as well, you said that he'd bought you this tarot book to help you go even further into tarot. I was like, wow, I need a mic. <laughs> he did. And it was so funny. Like I went to this new, I've just moved to this new area and we were in this new shopping center together and he was going to go one split one way and I was going to go the other, just buying some stuff. And, um, and then he calls me and he's like, babe, you have to come down where I went. There's an esoteric shop here, that metaphysical shop that I think you'll love. And yeah, he'll just say things like this from time to time. And then we both go in together and um, he actually also broke my crystal shop virginity. <laughs> I was so scared to go into that. You know, like your mind can sometimes play tricks on you around what those shops are like. And you think, oh, 
there's like some scary like fortune teller and some velvety room who's going to like say bad things about your future. I literally had that image in my head and he goes, oh, come on, like seriously, just let's go inside. And he and I went into our first metaphysical store together and bought a whole bunch of different crystals. This is going back years ago. And even to this day now, he spots out crystal shops for me everywhere. And I think he secretly loves to go in and feel the energy of the place too. Um, For anyone who has not maybe ventured into their first crystal shop or they're looking into exploring crystals, how do you recommend that they go about picking something that resonates with them and maybe isn't just something like, oh, I saw this really cute um, crystal on Instagram. Maybe this is the one I should go get. I love that. I'm actually holding one at the moment. I'm holding an ocean jasper and they are so beautiful. Just they represent a lot of inner child flow and fun and playfulness. And they are just some of the most beautiful um, crystals like on the planet, I feel, but every crystal is. So I guess the way that I connect with crystals from the very beginning, that very first store I went into was the crystal shop owner said to me, welcome. I'm not scary. It's like she almost just felt the energy. She must have just felt like my fear or something. And she's just like, you know, if you've never been in one before, um, she definitely intuitively knew that I was like crystal shop virgin. And she goes, if you've never been in one before, what I recommend you do is to walk over to all the tumble stones, like the smaller crystals, the ones that sort of break off on its own. And you'll see that we categorize the crystals in different colors. So first and foremost, color is such a beautiful indicator. If you can see color and you're blessed to see color, the, the, the energy of colors and color therapy is huge. It's a whole other world. And so she's like, well, be drawn to the colors that you're drawn to and then have a look at the properties. So properties are what the crystals um, are mostly like what they stand for and what they represent in, in the energetic and magnetic fields. And so I started to look at all the colors and I still remember I was really drawn to orange and orange in particular being um, citrine. So I went over there and I picked up the citrine and I read the properties. It was all about abundance and big energy and material wealth and luck and creativity. And I just went, yes. And I remember just buying my first ever citrine. So if you are new to crystal shopping, I would recommend that method. It really just helps you intuitively connect to what you're being drawn to rather than being prescribed crystals and being told, oh, you need a rose quartz in your life. Go and experience it for yourself. Pick up the crystals as well to feel the energy. Even if they're slightly different, they will all hold something different for you. And I fully believe crystals choose you. I loved everything about that and I think as well I don't know if you've been into oh, I can't remember what it's called you know in the like laneway in Melbourne and it's uh, like kind of like a witchy shop yes is it in the Queen Vic building oh I'm not is it <laughs> like on Burke Street and it's like that yes little, yeah yeah yes yes I yes I definitely have been in that one it's so that that one definitely has a very witchy vibe about it. Like there is some crystal shops, which is like um, angel vibes, angel aura vibes. There are others that are witchy vibes. There are others that are um, definitely more kind of uh, like psychic vibes. You'll, you'll sort of feel different energies in there. 
that one is mystical and magical and beautiful. You immediately feel like you've entered the enchanted forest. That's exactly what it feels like. I was like scoping out some jewelry in there the other day and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in another world right now. It's so beautiful. One of my girlfriends went there and got her first ever psychic reading and she, oh, she just raved about, she just raved about them and they do it upstairs and it, it literally is like a little enchanted forest room as well. So it just, it has all the vibes. So when it comes to like your other spiritual tools and practices, do you choose them in a similar way, like seeing what you're drawn to, or do you go based on people's recommendations? How do you build the spiritual toolkit that is right for you? I definitely am very intuitively tuned into what calls to me, but I also love once again, finding expanders who show me different tools because I don't know what I don't know. Mm. So I actually started working with a spiritual coach about two and a half years ago. Um, her name's Lindsay from R and R and the work that Lindsay and I did together was very much a lot of the inner work and a lot of the limiting belief stuff that I had. But on the fun side of things, we also talked about different tools and different methodologies and different, um, you know, d- different ways in which you could access source and the ones that jumped out to me the most even up to to today are things like crystal aura chakra work tarot oracle cards human design they are sort of the main the main ones and astrology of course and then there are others that didn't resonate with me as much but I feel open to them so they could be things like plant medicine or cacao, for example, or uh, even if it's, you know, perhaps it's moon cycles. I'm not one to really uh, look too much at the new moon and the full moon rituals. I'm, I'm not that type of gal. So there'll be certain practices that really call to you and others that just aren't here to serve you at this time. But keep an eye out for them. Have a look at what, what's catching your eye on people's feeds when they're sharing their practice. Or you might just go to the spiritual section in a metaphysical store and look at the books that are available. And you might be like, oh, what's, what's Ayurveda? Well, that's really interesting. Or what's Vedic astrology? And you might pick that up. So this is how you, know, you can just lean in and tune in that little bit further to what is calling to you. And picking up that on that point, like at this time, I think that's so important because I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where someone's told you about a book and you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then you kind of put it off and then you hear it again and again, and you're like, yeah, yeah, this book. And then like a year later, you see this book in the bookshop and you're like, that's the book everyone's been talking about. And you read it and you're like, this is exactly what I need to read at this moment in time. But sometimes like when you first hear about it, it's it's not your time yet. So just because something doesn't fit for you in that moment doesn't mean it's like a, a no forever. I totally agree. And that's actually how I came across Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And he's not, I, I guess he is, he's actually very spiritual, but he's mostly lent on, on the science. And he taught me so much about, you know, just how the brain works and how we connect to all things in the vortex and being able to quantum leap and all those cool topics. But I had heard about Dr. Joe Dispenza for the last five years, even when I went to Tony Robbins and people in my circle were talking about Dr. Joe. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day, one of my clients said, I've just come out of a 50 minute Dr. Joe meditation. And I was like, 
I want that. I, what do you mean you were floating through space and that you felt like you were, you know, just levitating off the ground? And he's like, literally, it was just so cool. And I felt so light and so clear about everything. And I did that meditation and that was it. I was in the Dr. Joe Vortex, but it came to me at the right time when I was ready for it. Mm. So do you think we go to things or things come to us? I feel as though we magnetize what we need to us more than we realize. And the thing is that this works both ways though. So this is why it's so important to check your energy and what you're in congruence with. So you can quite easily magnetize all the crap. Literally, if you've ever been in a time when it feels like nothing's working for you, you've in some sort of cruel way magnetize that your way because that's this the vibration that you're in but you can very easily turn that around and you turn that around by attracting or doing what works so one thing that works one thing and even if it's you know what works for me and it puts me in a good mood making my bed do that do that one thing that leads on to another good thing. So every time you walk past your bedroom, it's a beautiful, nicely made bed and you think, cool. So that one thing of a nicely made bed might lead you to, okay, well, I actually kind of want to lay down on my bed now, now that it's nicely nicely made and journal. And then the journaling brings on something else and new ideas flow that way. Happens all the time, but I definitely feel we magnetize it to us. I like that you made the point about just doing like small things because I think, you know, when it comes to quantum leaping as well, everyone's thinking like, oh my God, I have to make this like huge shift in another direction. It's like, you just need to take like a small step in the next next best direction. And then everything else kind of flows from there. But we're thinking about like, everything needs to be done at once. It's almost like, you know, I can't talk from experience, but I think about it like having a baby. It's not like, oh, we decide to have a baby and then the baby magically appears out of nowhere. It's like there's planning that goes into it and nine months of cooking, you know, there's like a lot that goes into it. <laughs> Absolutely. And even as you're saying that, I, I love the idea of quantum and I'm still very much a beginner of learning the science behind it, the magic behind it, the flow behind it. But every time I think about quantum, it's almost like, have you ever skipped rocks? And, you know, you try and, and skip it. And, and the first couple of skips, the most I've done, by the way, is like seven. So I'm not that good. That's a but lot. Do you reckon? Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> like Michael can do 15. He just, it just keeps going. It's crazy. But like the most I've done is seven, but the first two are actually quite close in succession. Like they go bang, bang, and then it leaps further and then it leaps further again and then it leaps further again. And there's no explaining that, but it is. The, the first two are like usually the small steps we take and then there's no explaining the measurable amount in which it can leap to. It's just so beautiful when you see it like fully in action. I want to go back a little bit now to following where your intuition's calling and making changes in that direction and I know for you especially over the past year your business has undergone so many changes and you know even recently you're talking about kind of leaning more into that surrender in terms of how you show up in your business I'd love to hear more about like what that process of change has looked like for you internally and for someone who's currently struggling to make some changes right now they're not sure if they should change something or just stay where they are can you talk a little bit more on that 
I feel the change is is the momentum and is the flow. Often we're told change is, change is dangerous or change can be disruptive, change can be bad, but we live in a world of change. The universe moves at, you know, trillions of milliseconds like every moment so why can't we allow ourselves to change along with that and I have to admit you know when I first did my first big change so I went from career coaching into business coaching I was adamant that I was always going to be in this one area of business coaching which was helping side hustlers build their business and then came a time where I was asked to go into a type of business coaching that was going to help people scale out their full-time businesses. I was like, okay, all right, I'll respond to that. And more recently, it's scaling out their full-time spiritually based business and helping people access the woo and the connection and the guidance and the intuition that's within all of us. And so with all of those chapters and those phases, I'll, you know, go through the are you sure? Is this the right thing? Who am I to do this? Imposter syndrome, all of those aspects. But, you know, in in terms of the work we do, the inner work, the spiritual practice, the downloading and the channeling from our higher self, there's almost no question about it. And this is the point that I'd love all of you to get to where you don't question it as deeply as you used to because it becomes a knowing And when it becomes a knowing, there is no choice. It's like once you know something and you don't do something about it, that's being irresponsible versus when you feel like, oh, I need to like keep asking and keep asking, keep asking until the point where like if you've ever been around a child who just keeps asking you, you're like, okay, I'm going to say this one last time. Sometimes I feel the universe gets to that point with us. It's like, I'm going to show you one more bigger sign. This is a big fat yes. And if you don't do this, if you don't say yes, well, then we understand it's probably not the right timing. You're likely being irresponsible. You're being scared. So let's do some inner work to raise that up again. So yeah, with every stage, every piece of change, it's totally leveled up the whole experience. It's been so amazing. And with every level up, there's a new income level. With every new income level, there's a new type of client. All the things like really move up and elevate with you. And I don't, it's funny, I got goosebumps on my arms when you were talking about it. it's just a knowing. I was like, the knowing. Um, <laughs> something I was going to ask is, do you believe that at each income level you have made an energetic shift or where do you feel that those shifts have come in for you? It's the other way around. So with each energetic shift, the income has come through. So rather than, oh, I've got the money and I feel different energetically, the energy comes first and then the money comes second. Mm, I love that. I think um, going back to what you said before, it was maybe even Joe Dispenza that says it, that people think about cause and effect, but it's causing effect. You have to think about the effect first. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, there are moments where it it doesn't need to be this big hole, like how do I crack the code of feeling into my next level? It can be as simple as what are the good things in your life that you're experiencing today? So today I have a cart open and sales are coming in. This is my new normal. I don't have to try too hard for sales to come through daily. I don't have to try that hard to attract great clients. I don't have to 
be at my laptop all day, every day in order to have an impact on this world. I can enjoy a swim at the beach without feeling guilty at two o'clock in the afternoon. I can have a glass of wine on a Monday night because I'm going to reward myself. Like whatever that feels like, the small things in your day that make up the goodness in your current reality is the next level. So it's not about going to search for what that next level feels like. You're already feeling it. You're just expanding it out to have more of that. Yeah, it's almost like allowing yourself to feel more joy and abundance. I don't know if you've read um, the book, The Big Leap, where he talks about like, we will block ourselves from expanding and feeling more joy, that we all have like a level of how much um, joy or abundance that we can sit with. And then we're like, no, this is enough, too scary, can't feel anymore. Um, but when you actually expand into that feeling, that's what brings more of it, rather than if I allow myself to feel it, it's going to be taken away. Yes, absolutely. I haven't read the book. So there's another prime example of so many people have mentioned it to me and it's, it's time. I know that, you know, it'll just land in my lap one day or I'll, have you ever done this where you're sitting at a cafe or somewhere random and then you look down and there's just something there that's, that's for you. I've had that happen a lot with books where I think, did someone just leave this? Like I, you know, used to live a lot of my life in airport, airport lobbies and whatnot, like hotel lobbies and things like that. I'd look around and be like, no one's here. And I'd hand it back to whoever was there, a hotel person. And they'd be like, no, that's just, that must, they must've left it. And I'm like, that was meant for me. That was meant for me. So there you go. Um, But yes, I think, I think it's always so amazing when you can just kind of stop and ask yourself, where are you putting limits, whether it's joy and happiness or where you think you're allowed to get to before you give yourself permission to go to that next level. Take a look at what subconscious beliefs are operating right now where you think, oh, well, you know, I, I can't charge that or I can't possibly ask for that in my life or business or there's no way I could manifest something as big as that until I manifest something a little smaller just so I can prove that I can get to that point. It's almost a, a real call to if you're here and listening to this around, well, let's just take off the veil and look at why is that? Why do I have that belief? And that's how we start to expand the container of joy and happiness and fulfillment and being able to have all of that, like it's your birthright. And with the um, stepping stones that you kind of said, like, oh, if I get this small thing first, then I can get the bigger thing. It's such an important point there because often you will go for the small thing but then you end up needing to do twice the work because that was never what you truly wanted in the first place. You always wanted the big, shiny, expansive thing, but you were like, oh, let me just shrink myself a little bit. And then when you get the other thing, you're like, this, this, this wasn't it. Totally. Like, I mean, the amount of times that I, I've done it personally with bigger, bigger things. So let's say it's, um, oh, you know, I really want to manifest a first class flight somewhere to a romantic destination, but instead I'm going to just do like the, star economy to the sort of place I kind of want to go but it's probably like 10th on my list and then you get there and you think are you kidding me like I could have just gone straight to that place like what why did I do this or you know same with cars and properties and things like that I've done that so many times and then like it just kind of hit me one day and I stopped just settling for the middle ground I took the whole damn piece of the pie (laughs) 
<laughs> and went, this one, that's the one that I want. And, and I've had many people, mentors and friends in my life who have said, like they've celebrated the wins that, that have come through, which has been amazing. But do you ever have those friends that go, well, that's awesome if you're, but you know, this is just the start or, you know, you could go for so much more. I think at one point I was celebrating a hundred K month, which is huge. I absolutely, absolutely massive. And I'm so grateful for it. And one of the people in my circle, who is also a fellow entrepreneur said to me, oh, that's great. Come to me when you're celebrating your million dollar month. And I'm like, excuse me, but there's just moments like that where you have expanders that shake it up a little and that challenges you and you get a little mad or angry at them for not celebrating that. And then you think, no, no, like I should, that's great. That's why I'm in this circle and all the things, all the emotions that come with it, but it's always so fascinating. Having those people is so powerful. And something I was thinking about today is, you know, when you are looking around and kind of determining who's in your circle, like if you are the person that all of your friends go to for advice, then like who who are you going to for advice? Like who's encouraging you to like ask someone and be inspired by someone? I was just thinking about that. I was like, whoa. Like Yes, yes, exactly. And I had this in my meditation this morning. I had such a clear vision of what a circle meant to me. And it was like, I actually wrote it down in my journal. It said something as, what did it say? The Council of Queens was what I had had on the top of my journal. And I visualized me and all of my beautiful queenly friends sitting around on our individual thrones and seats. It was very Star Wars. It was just like the council, exactly how they would sit. But everybody had their different gowns and thrones and crowns and get up and makeup. It was so beautiful. And we could all sit there in connection with one another and each other's individual magic and alchemy and purpose and vision and share whatever we were going through in this space. And I knew right there and then that's what my inner circle looks like and feels like where it's not me giving all the time but it's also me within and amongst this queenly energy it was unbelievably beautiful I always love that when you're journaling and then you like look back at what you read and you're like poet these words I'm coming up with are beautiful (laughs) it's like excuse me someone framed this already You talk a lot about being in flow and being intuitive. What does that look like and feel like for you? And then also, how do you recognize this in other people? Okay, so the first part is I will simply journal or meditate or draw cards. They are the three ways in which I access my intuition. They're my three portals and channels. And I will look for the signs or the immediate dialogue that goes on in my mind. And I recognize what is ego. I recognize what is flow and instruction and guidance because what is guidance and flow often is very illogical. It's very strange. And it's something that seemingly comes out of the blue. So I'll give you a very fresh example. Yesterday was my a three-year anniversary in business. And I was writing an Instagram post celebrating the fact that three years, 1,095 days in business, 
And simply out of nowhere, because sometimes when I write my Instagram posts, it also is a form of journaling. It's a form of, of writing out what's in my subconscious. I then stopped and could hear an instruction of put together a birthday offer, a birthday sale, something really fun out there. And I have this one course that I have just sitting in, in my funnel and it's a really beautiful course. And I thought $200 off, three days only, put it in the call to action, change the link in the bio, use the post that you're putting on Instagram as an email template, use that email template for LinkedIn, get it out there today. And I swear all of that happened in less than half an hour. I moved really quickly on that instruction. And by the end of that hour, four figures had flown into my business just through that one sale. That is how it practically applies in my business on the daily. I did not wake up thinking I was going to make an offer that was going to make me multiple four figures in one hour. Like definitely not. But that is just what happens on, on the day to day. So that's the first part to your question. The second part, how I recognize intuition in others is when there is once again, this absolute knowing of what they're saying is true for them. And there's no excuses or explanation needed following what they've said. So even if, as I'm coaching, I've seen it a lot in you when we're, when we're speaking and you'll say, yes, this doesn't actually feel as good, but what I could do instead is this, that is your intuition speaking. And, you know, as, as a coach, there's no way I'm going to step on that parade and be like, but it doesn't make any rational sense. And you should be doing this and following this template. That is you speaking from a place of higher knowing, higher self. And it's so beautiful to watch because it almost unfolds more quickly and in the quantum than you realize. I think trusting that intuition is something that so many people find challenging because the voice is so like illogical or quiet or whispers or speaks in like just like little random phrases. It's not like a whole essay of this is every single step you need to take next. Sometimes it's just like a word. Like I remember last year for me, I was meditating and then the voice was like boundaries, your word for the month is boundaries. I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> and then like throughout the month, I saw all of these times where my boundaries were tested. And I remember I just lost my job due to COVID and um, someone had asked me to work for them, but then they'd asked me to work for two weeks for free. And I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel aligned for me. I know I could use the money, but just doing that two weeks for free when I'm like so qualified just doesn't feel right. And then letting go of that opportunity led on to so many more opportunities. And there's just like such a beautiful experience that like when you lean into that voice, it gets louder and you begin to trust it more by leaning into it, but you can't trust it until you begin to follow it because otherwise you're just like oh well one day like when I feel like I'll know but you don't know until you know <laughs> exactly exactly and if this sort of thing is so new to you and you're listening to Effie and I talking about voices and hear echoes in in the mystic distance it isn't actually all that scary most times it just sounds like your voice or if you know who your guides are but if you're interested it's from my perspective I always like to think of that guidance as it's just another version of me but a little further on and it's almost how would the now version of you speak to you two years ago and you can go back in time and whisper some wise things into her ear and say oh, don't worry, this is probably going to be a bit of a mess, but you will get through it. Or yeah, just just hold strong. It's all good. And it's really beautiful when you think about it that way. Your, your future you always has your back. 
if you think you don't know the answers, honestly, just taking a moment to journal on it. And a prompt that I've been really loving is like, I'll go write something that I'm working through and I'm like, what do my guys want me to know about this? Or what does my higher self want me to know about this? And you, even if you're thinking, but I don't know what my higher self wants you to know, you write that down and then the words just come out of you. They just flow out of you. But because we don't ask ourselves the questions, we don't get the answers that we need to move forward. Exactly, exactly right. So Ruby, I have one last question for you before we get into some speed dating questions. Um, and that is, can, <laughs> sorry, we're on Zoom as well. So Ruby's just like, yes, speed dating. <laughs> I'm already sweating. I'm already sweating. <laughs> so, um, the last question was, can you talk more on manifesting your mentors and how you choose a mentor that fits for you? I have always had mentors since I started my business. I have three mentors in my life that have had a profound effect on helping my growth and my journey. And each of them have come to me in different ways at different times and have had their own superpowers. So I guess it's almost a, what is it that you right now in this moment desire to learn more about? And that could be funnels that could be manifesting that could be eating better that could be how to sleep and, and understanding your body and, and your brain better so write out big lists of the things that you'd love to learn more about because this is now going to help you and your brain have a look at who's in the market who teaches this who's got cool resources that I can access so you know that's typically how I've always done it and it happens fast when I'm ready for a mentor and I'm calling them in within the longest time that I've called in a mentor has been maybe seven days. And my now coach and mentor, Scott, he and I have worked together now for about six months. I did not know who Scott was before we started working together. I, he seemingly came out of thin air. One of my girlfriends had coached with him before and said, hey, you should check out my mentor. I'll give you his number. Um, he text, I text messaged him. He texted me back. And within three or four text messages, I was transferring like multiple five figures across to him and hired him as my mentor. This all happened within a 20 minute period. And it happens because, you know, there's your intuition again. So yeah, that, that's, I think, select your mentors based on the energy always first, the energy first and the gut feel first. And then obviously, you know, if you want to have a bit of a check, speak to people that have worked with them. I think that's the best. I have a lot of people reference checking me every day. And I'll have my clients say, oh, so-and-so has just asked about what it's like to work with you or just a heads up. I just had someone message me about your work. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Every day I'll have that. And, and same goes, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful connected world where we can do that. Reach out to others who have mentioned or you've seen them on testimonial pages and just get a feel. But when you know, you just know it's the right person. And I think that was similar for me when I ended up working with you. I'd been like journaling on, yeah, I'm going to attract a new business mentor into my life. And then I came across you and I was like, oh, she's spiritual and does business stuff. Yes. And then like, <laughs> I remember I um, put in the application for your mastermind and I think something on the page had said that it had like closed and the next one wasn't for six months. And I'm like looking forward to hearing about it in six months time. And then like the next day you were like, hey, it starts tomorrow. Do you want to join? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yes, you were like one. Of, and I was like, okay, well, clearly this is meant to be because you had applied the the day that I had closed off applications. I'm like, no, nah, this isn't right. This is a, it's literally, if you're ready to go, let's just do it. That was just divine timing. And it's funny because in my journal, I wrote down a big list of my perfect ideal mentor. 
just like how you had with spiritual and business. And, and for me, I specifically remember writing down that I wanted to work with masculine energy or a male figure. I, I don't know why I'd never had a male mentor before, but I wrote that down very specifically. So immediately I started looking at who are guys who are coaching and mentoring at seven to eight figures and who not only are coaches, but are entrepreneurs, investors, and people growing their wealth outside of their business. And it was just like Scott ticked every single box and he's mega, mega, mega spiritual as well. He's very into plant medicine and whatnot. But I just thought, wow, I could not have attracted a more aligned coach into my life. Write your list. And I think this goes with so many areas for your life as well, whether it's a partner or friendships, like get clear on what it is that you actually want. And I have a little bit of a <laughs> uh, calling you out Instagram post going out tomorrow, but it's that a lot of people will say they don't know what they want, but most people do. And every single person that has come to me and said they don't know what they want, every single person when they've actually taken the time to write it down and ask it has always known what they want. So if you're listening to this just now thinking, I don't know what kind of mentor I want, I don't know what kind of partner I want, I don't know what kind of job I want, actually just take some time to to dream a little, to think a little bigger and to know that it's possible for you. I think the fear of it not happening stops so many people from even putting their foot in the arena. And I think it's just a shame. Yes. And, and off the back of what you just said, which was gold, it's almost also, if you don't know what you want, then write a whole list of what you don't want. And that gives you usually the list of actually, okay, that's the opposite of what I don't want. And there it is. So sometimes you just have to trick your mind into it a little bit. Yeah. Surprise. Here's everything you wanted. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So we have some speed dating questions for you now. Are you ready? I'm so bad at these. Yes. Okay. Are you? What? I thought you'd be great at these. I'm terrible at these. And I had another one last week with Sharon, with Sharon Cliff on the Sharon Cliff podcast. And I just didn't have an answer. So <laughs> fingers crossed. I don't completely bomb out. So here we go. No, we're manifesting good answers for these questions. I All see right. it for you. It's in your future. Spirit told me to tell you that. <laughs> I love it. So the first question is, do you have a morning routine? If so, what is it? I don't have a morning routine. I get up, I do whatever I need to do to get the kids to school. And then I start my day at about 10 o'clock in the morning. Is that, is that enough of a routine? But I will always, always make time somewhere before lunch to journal and to take some good deep breaths. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, and I think what is interesting as well is like throughout all these different questions, there are a lot of people who don't have a morning routine and it's not like if you don't have a morning routine, you're not going to be successful. It's like, just do the things that feel right for you. Uh, number two, what is your favorite personal development book? Oh, it, probably the, oh, see, here I go again. There's so many, I guess for me, the one that really changed my life was Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And in, in so many ways, more than just the tactical, it was just how to get stuff done and do it, do it, do it and take the action. Uh, what is the most recent thing you intentionally manifested? Properties, always properties, homes, places I live in. I'm really good at that. Like to the T, the exact details that I want in the home, I always manifest. Any tips for property manifestors inspiring out there? <laughs> if you are a specific manifester in human design, just 
really think about each and every room. What is what you know, your kitchen bench, what's the surface, the door handles, the view, the smell of the home, the the feeling of it. Is it cozy? Is it industrial? Is it romantic? Is it shabby? Is it warehouse chic? And just get into the energy of walking into that space and then just do a whole bunch of cool inspections that reflect your list because that will help you manifest your property in a faster, more effective way as well. So it's my, my hot tip there. Top advice. Best piece of advice you've ever received. Be unapologetically you. Favourite country in the world and why? Italy, specifically Amalfi Coast, because it made me feel so authentic and so free and luxurious and why wouldn't you love Italy? What are you currently obsessing over? Tarot. What is one thing you'd like to accomplish in your lifetime? Hmm, that's a big question. I think for me, I want to be able to impact as many people as I can through the power of understanding energetics in business. And in on the material front, my dream is to own all these beautiful retreats around the world where the queens can gather and serve each other and be in a place where we truly connect in such an authentic way. What is your star sign? I'm a Sag sun, a Pisces moon and an Aquarius rising. Who would play you in a film about your life? I really like, is that her name? Shaylee Woodley. She's just so gorgeous. Like, and I, I think she'd play an amazing me. She's got the complexity and the happiness and the joy and the deepness about her. Name one of your favorite mindset or manifestation hacks. Um, so I suppose it's because I'm a specific manifester, it's get really specific. Don't leave the details out and put yourself in an environment where it's so real you can feel it and see it. Last question. What makes you feel inspired? A lot of my clients and seeing them do the work and put put themselves out there and seeing what's possible through all of this amazing co-creation energy. I think those went really well. What do you mean you're bad at yeah. speaking questions? <laughs> I'm so happy. I really had to concentrate. I couldn't look at you. I was like looking down like... <laughs> So thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you on the internet? What's happening for you at the moment? So come over to Instagram underscore Ruby Lee underscores where you'll find me. I also have a podcast called the rituals to seven uh, podcast where I will teach you how to meet your first million dollars and you'll find all the links in the relevant show notes and whatnot from those places. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Effia. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. 
And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 